What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out. What do you got? All right, guys. So I told you guys I had better stories today. So I wanted to give a shout out to Sofia Hirao. I hope I said her name right. Sofia Hirao, who is 24 years old, Puerto Rican supermodel. She just became the first model with Down syndrome to be a Victoria's Secret model. She is modeling oh. for the Love Cloud collection. That's and cool. I love that she posted on her Instagram, no hay limites, which means there's no limits. Yeah. She talked about how when she was young, she would look at herself and say, I'm going to be a model, I'm going to be a supermodel, and I'm going to be a businesswoman. There's no limits. And I'm like, dude, that is so dope. Like, I have two brothers with autism, and I always tell them, like, hey, don't ever let anyone set a standard for you or put a limit because only you can do that. So I wanted to give her a shout out and also Victoria's Secret. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I think that's a great story. Uh, and I understand what you're saying. Like, I'll give you an example. Like I have, uh, you know, look, everyone, you know, knows that, you know, John Ireland's son uh, is special needs and, you know, John has provided so much, uh, you know, love and support and help to your point, right. About that, uh, you know, about his son's situation. And, you know, we have a friend whose daughter um, is on the spectrum, and they've done so many things, you know, traveled so far across the city to get all, you know, as much help as they can get her, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, and I think parents who have children with special needs, like, man, that, I, I, it's it's wild to me, like, the people I've met that have kids with special needs, like, what kind of patience these people have, like, as normal people, even before I knew they had children, and it's almost like they are, it's bestowed upon them because they'll have the love, the care, the understanding, the patience that it takes to be able to manage that situation, which isn't easy. I mean, I, I, all my like love goes out to people, um, you know, who, who can handle those situations like your parents, Laura and, you know, John Ireland, et cetera, because it takes a special person to be able to, you know, handle all the challenges that come with that and, and, and let the kids have as normal a life as possible. And a lot of kids do have a very normal life. So it's cool to see that for sure. Mm-hmm. That's true. I tell my mom all the time, I'm like, mom, bless your heart, because I got no patience. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's you learn. You really yeah. have to learn. Mm-hmm. You do, no doubt. All right, that is what you need to know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, so real quick, we've talked a lot about this Lakers season, Kaplan, yeah, and uh, very little of it has been good. Is that a fair way to describe <laughs> it? Yeah. Uh, even just a few moments ago when we were talking about the possibility of a 58-game season and you see that the Lakers are currently sitting at 27-31. and 31. Oy vey. Yeah, keep yeah. going. So Stephen A. today mm-hmm. um, was, being, was asked, right, today. Him and Perk were on the show on First Take, and they were talking about, like, where do you point the finger in this situation, right? Like, everyone likes to play the blame game. Yeah, so- I love the blame game. You do. Of course you do. Of course, uh, naturally. I like a blame pie, you know, like where you cut it yes. up into pieces. Yes. Shout out to the Kamenetsky brothers for the blame pie game. Um, so let me hear what Stephen A. had to say first before I hear what Perk had to say. Well, to me, I got Anthony Davis and, and Russell Westbrook there. Russell Westbrook, because of the turnovers and because of the kind of season that he's had with his struggles, um, along with his inability to really develop a perimeter shot. In the case of Anthony Davis, here's why I throw him in there. I know that these are legit injuries. He's fragile. That makes him unreliable. But you do have to ask, do you maximize everything that you bring to the table from the standpoint of you being in peak condition and ready to go? There are people in the NBA 
that have repeatedly looked at Anthony Davis and not just his injuries, they've asked, is he in shape? Is he ready to go? Does he understand who he's playing with and how ready he needs to be in order for these Lakers to be relevant? Yeah, look, I mean. Is that really I, the big criticism? I mean, is that because, look, when, when James Harden was clearly overweight looking when he was trying to get himself out of Houston, people criticized James Harden. They said, look, he, got, he doesn't look like he's put in any effort. Right. But is that really the criticism of Anthony Davis? Like, look at his body. He doesn't look well prepared. Uh, there were people last season in particular that felt he wasn't in shape, and that led to the injuries, right? That he didn't take it serious enough after winning a championship, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. So I think he's alluding to that. And like he, I, I, I mean, the way I interpreted it is that he's still playing catch-up in a lot of ways, right? That his body is still playing catch-up from the injuries, and now the injuries are mounting up. So, and, and look, I think that he's also been critical, as we have as well, of the lack of aggressiveness at times, right, by Anthony Davis. And with Russ, you can blame Russ, and there, I, I, I'm okay with it, obviously, as we've discussed here a lot. I also think that at some point I'm looking at Russ and I'm like, he's just not the same player anymore, you know? So that mistake, to me, if, if I were assigning blame, yes, there's blame to go around all these guys. Um, but I, I, would be for, I would be pointing the finger... Ultimately, you know, as we discussed the other day about with the front office, because for as much as people want to put this on LeBron and sure, he's clearly a part of this as far as the way this roster was made up, but nobody put tied up the front office, Rob Palinka or Kurt Rambis or whoever's making the decisions around there. And, <laughs> we and, don't and know. For, we're not sure. And force them to like, you know, pick up the phone and call and trade Russ, at, you know, trade to Washington or trade all those guys to Washington for Russ. Like, I, I just think that that part of the equation is not discussed enough. And I, I believe Perk, though, could be on my side here. Let me hear what Perk had to say. I'm going to point the finger at Rob Palenka. That's mm -hmm. who's going to look the worst. That's who's going to look the worst. One is because first he allowed, instead of doing his job and manning the hell up, he allowed the players, meaning AD and LeBron James, yes. to dictate this roster in the first place. Okay, and then here comes the trade deadline. Here comes the trade deadline. And no. you make no moves at all? No. You stand still and tell the world, we're just going to wait for the bio market. It's no damn bio market. All the groceries are gone. So at the end <laughs> of the day, I'm bringing Rob Palenka because then you go – and you tell the world that, yeah, we sat down and we talked. I talked with the players, and we all decided not to make moves. That's a damn lie. That didn't happen. <laughs> so I blame, I blame Rob Palenka. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm more lie. with him for a number of reasons. Because, again, if you were going to draw the line at the trade deadline, then you probably should have drawn the line back in you know July. Yeah, well, but let's just go back to one thing that Perk said. Because, listen – Everybody wants to blame Russ, and that's been a popular opinion so far this year. Um, AD has become also kind of an easy target now because the fact of the matter is he just absolutely cannot stay healthy. So those two, I think those are fair. What, what Perk said about Palenka, though, is very interesting, which is he allowed LeBron and AD to bully him into bringing Well, he said them dictate. He did not use the word bully. That's different dictate bully bottom line you're the general manager you're supposed to be making the basketball roster decisions you hand over the roster to the coach but in actuality what's happened is your business partner lebron james and his right hand man anthony davis 
they sit across the desk from you and they say, we want Russell Westbrook. And nobody is saying, no, 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 it's a terrible idea. No, I'm telling you. Just attitude-wise, the way he plays the game, where he's at in his career, how we play, terrible idea. They're like, is that what you want? Yes, we've talked to him. We, we're good. Okay, we'll make it happen. And so yeah, if, if that's again, what, nobody it, tied them up, you know, to a chair and, no, and put but, a phone to their ear. No, you know? LeBron told the general manager what to do, and the general manager did it. Whether he was tied up or he did it voluntarily because he went, hey, you're LeBron, and if that's what you want, that's what I'm going to make happen for you, buddy. So no one tied him up, George. But- right, and we also are assuming that, that LeBron, you know, <laughs> said you got to do it. Like, I, I, again, I think the phrasing here matters. Nonetheless, what I would well, that's say – what Perk said. I mean, he said dictated to him, okay? I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if the player is dictating to the general manager, he's telling him what to do. Um, I mean, I guess. You know, I, I – sure, maybe. Um, you know, but – I would say that when you dictate to someone, you are certainly giving your opinion, right? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Dictate to me is a, is an interesting word. Like, I don't. It can mean a number of different things. Nonetheless, LeBron was clearly involved, so that that's undispu- indis- indisputable. At All right, this I'll point. go with that. Okay, I'll okay. go with that. Um, but again, I, I'm with. I, I think we're on the same page here. If you're Rob Palenka, you got to push back, and you chose to push back after the mess was already created um, instead of pushing back and having the foresight, right? Which leads me to a couple of things. Like, if I asked you, what is the Lakers' identity? What kind of identity did they create with this team? What would you say it is? Do you oh have even – because I don't know if I have one, yeah, to be honest with you. really. Like, okay, hold on. Let's just try and figure this out for a second. What is this current Laker team's identity? Yeah. Um, okay. Dysfunction. Um, no, no, no. I, I get what you're doing, but I'm asking I'm like trying, what I'm playing it out right now. If you were if you were constructing this team, what did you expect the identity to be? Better said. I think I expected this team to be a big three of superstars that were going to be so good individually that all they had to do was show up and play ball. I'm not even talking like hardcore X's and O's and running plays. And I'm talking about literally just getting out on the floor and being ball players. And their previous excellence and statistics and credentials, none of it jived together. So in terms of an identity, uh, they're, they're dysfunctional as a, as a roster and as an organization right now. So I don't, that's the identity I have right for, for the Lakers at this moment. What do you have? Yeah, what, what, they, their their identity? identity, right, was supposed to be this, right, overwhelming big three, right, that was going to be, uh, you know, this team on offense that was going to be crazy, especially on the fast break, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they were going to have some issues on defense, but they were going to be the team you kind of talked about yesterday, which is, yeah, just outscore people, right? And, you know, they'll, they'll play enough defense, but that none of that transpired. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, though, maybe what their identity is is what they promised and swore and challenged people that they said they would never be. You know what they are? What? They're old. You said it the other day. You cannot expect LeBron James at 37 years old to go up and down the floor. You can't expect him to give you everything he's got on offense and then just be able to be the best defender on the floor as well. You can't expect that from him at 37, you said. 
But Carmelo's been out missing now with 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 injuries. Um, Dwight hasn't really been that much of a contributor. DeAndre Jordan doesn't do anything for this team anymore. Uh, other guys that were brought here don't get off the bench really, and it's guys like Austin Reeves and Stanley Johnson who. Where'd they come from? How'd that happen? So the guys they went out and got that everybody said they're old, they're old, and LeBron said, oh, yeah, say that to us, come later in the season. Well, maybe that's their identity. They're old. They are old. They were supposed to be wise and experienced, and that didn't turn out either. Nope. It's like Charles calls them, a bunch of old geezers. Yeah. It has been a as big a miscalculation as I've seen for a good team in a long time because they were a good team. And this thing has completely backfired in a million different ways. I do like Um, Perk calling him out, though, George. I like Perk calling out Palenka not because of of roster construction purely. He calls him out. How about you tell me on the other side before you give it up? You got it. Give up all the beans, okay? Uh, Because we got to go to break. So let's do that. You can tell me why you like him calling out Palenka specifically and also – Moving forward, forget about this season. Like, can they still build a championship core around LeBron and AD? Like, is there a a place and a time where that can happen in the right time frame? I have my doubts, but Mm. we can get into that on the other side as well. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. (laughs) <laughs> i love this song great song <laughs> i heard you earlier today when you were getting ready to play game of games mm-hmm. with mason and ireland and momo in for john well, we're talking about batman michael keaton versus christian bale's voice right and they were doing a whole thing about i'm batman yeah and then you were like no that one has more girth and you I would. heard that, and I said, more girth. Good line, George. Very, mm-hmm. very interesting choice it of does. words. His voice has more girth to it. Mm-hmm. You know? I like the drop now. I like that sound drop. Yeah. It's got, like, uh, some, uh, some like, uh, reverb and fatness to it, like, <laughs> thickness to it. You right. Know? It's Thus a, girth. thick-sounding voice. Yes. Very thick. Yes. Yeah. Michael thick. Keaton sounded wispy. In retrospect, compared to Christian Bale. Um, I mean, listen, Greg Bergman once was on this show and said Val Kilmer was the best Batman. Like, I mean, don't even get me started. Insane. It was, it was Batman blasphemy. For and then he tried to make he it seem. He, he's tried to he tried to say that wasn't what he said, that he said that it was. Ba- he said that he was better than Bale, that, he, that Keaton is still the best Batman. I'm like, don't try to fix this now. <laughs> don't try There's and like audio. Really? There's audio of you <laughs> saying it. Like, stop. Like, come on. Like you, right. Don't it's, try to fool people who've never heard it. Like yeah. we, we we have this on like recorded audio. Right. The, the, the receipts exist. It, there are certain things that you'll never get away from once they're recorded. Like what I said to Matthew Stafford when I questioned whether or not oh, you know, he could lead so a team good. to a Super Bowl. We've been so hearing good. that over and over and over again. And then he led a team to the Super Bowl and won. Yep. And then in your face, smart guy. And that's me. I'm yeah. the smart guy. Yeah. Eat it, Kaplan. That's what he said. 
That's what he told yeah. me. Yeah, after tons of tequila. <laughs> By so, the way, just just yeah. on a side note, did you guys happen to see today the, the follow-up to the story about the photographer? Did you guys catch any of that today? I did. And by the way, Matthew Stafford, if you want, I can hook you up maybe perhaps with some uh, mandala tequila someday. But um, I did. Apparently, the Internet, speaking of receipts, dug up some receipts. And I don't want to get into it, to be honest with you. But um, like, yeah, she said some really crazy stuff. Dude, you have got to be so careful with what you say on social media. No, no, no. There's just certain things you shouldn't say. Right. You should never say certain things because here's the here's the lesson to be learned. You ready? Once you go viral, people will start looking into your background for no reason other than, hey, who's this person? Oh, wow, well, that happened. That's interesting. And then you go deep into somebody's background. You go back 10 years like, did you see what this person said? And then it's time for cancellation. That's that's the new America, man. Just don't say stuff like that. you got to be an idiot to say something like that and put it on social media. So I thought it was yeah. interesting. Mm, well, you had said something before going to break about right. Rob Palinka, and yeah. I wanted you to finish that thought. Yeah, so here's the thing. When you go back and you listen to Perk on First Take with Stephen A., the question is, who are you blaming for where the Lakers are right now? And what Perk says is, I'm blaming Rob Palinka. And the reason I'm blaming Rob Palinka is because he allowed LeBron James and Anthony Davis to, his word, not mine, to dictate that they had to have Russell Westbrook. So it's not blaming the general manager for not standing up to them back then because what he's saying is now the general manager has finally started to stand up to these guys and tell them no. If he's going to stand up to them today, why didn't he stand up to them back then? Because ultimately, what the failure of Palenka this season, according to Perk, and I agree, is allowing the players to dictate who should be the roster. That was his word, dictate. Yeah, I I mean, listen, I I would say that when you are a... I I believe players should have say, okay? Particularly star players should have say. Because that way they feel like they have some skin in the game. You know what I mean? And But I think that that needs to be a partnership, right? Where it's a give and a take, right? And there needs to be a open forum, conversation, however you want to describe it, about roster moves. Like, I'm okay with being in concert with them, but ju- you that also means you have to be willing to draw a line sometimes. And what it – look, what it says to me is that, you know, Rob Palinka was willing to do that, but way too late. And I think that what happens is – if you if you would have done that in the if you would have had the foresight to do that in the off season, you'd probably have a better record because you probably have still still have a bunch of the players that you would have had. Although you probably wouldn't have had Caruso because Ramona's already reported that the Lakers were only willing, willing to go so far for him. Uh, but you probably would have been able to keep at least KCP, and you know you probably trade Harold or whatever for something else. But you probably would have gotten players. Uh, you would have had at least a couple of players that can play defense, <laughs> and uh, you know I think that. And, and, and that have some familiarity. So what this shows, Cap, Rick, is Thank that there me. is a – that teams are a chemistry experiment in a lot of ways. And I don't necessarily mean that can they get along because, you know, clearly we've seen in this town, right? Jack and Kobe didn't always get along and they were championships and banners raised. But 
does the chemistry on the floor work? And there were a lot of eyebrows raised when Russell Westbrook's name became part of the conversation. And if the general manager or the powers that be in the organization had those same reservations, they probably should have voiced them or been more vocal uh, about them then. But they didn't. And, and so the assumption is that, again, and this is, let's go back to Perk here, because when I say it, nobody's buying it, apparently. But when Perk says it, everybody believes it to be more true. What Perk says, and by the way, I agree, is that essentially the general manager got steamrolled by the player. And this is not just some random player. This is LeBron James. LeBron James who delivered the championship. LeBron James who created a business partnership with the Lakers. I say it all the time. He was not some free agent that was signed. It was his business and their business, and they did a business transaction. So when LeBron James is sitting on the other side of the desk, he's not lending an opinion. He's telling you what to do. And that's what Rob Palenka did. LeBron says, Russell Westbrook. That seems like a horrible idea. Well, LeBron says. Well, first he spoke of all, you're now. You're, hold on. Now, see, you're playing this out like you were there, and I don't think that's fair either. <laughs> you don't know that Rob Palinka said it's a horrible idea. You don't know that. No, and, no, no. And Let because, me... but hold on. But and you're also saying we're using Kendrick Perkins's words, and perhaps he did dictate to them. And if that's the case, then so be it. But I, again, I think that that word is loaded because we're we're assuming that's the case because you know Perk said it. Um, and, you know, he probably is way more in the know than any of us, for sure. But, uh, again, like, I just feel like we're we're using a loaded word, and then you're you're kind of doing this role-play thing, like it actually transpired right, that way. Right, right. Here's the role-play. You ready? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you different characters along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron sits on one side of the table. Rob Palenka's on the other side of the table. LeBron says to Rob, hey, look, um, we want Russell Westbrook. We think it's going to work out really good. We need Russell Westbrook. And Palenka's on the other side of the desk going, um... I don't know that it's a great idea. And, and LeBron's on the other side going, no, I'm telling you, dude, it's a great idea. Do it. Let's make it happen. And then Rob leaves the room, and he goes over to Kurt Rambis's office, and he goes, Kurt, LeBron says that he and Anthony Davis really want Russell Westbrook. And Rambis is like, oh, that's a horrible idea. We should never do that. But then they're like, well, what are we going to do? Yeah, but again, we don't know that no, he no, said right, it. No, I'm role-playing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what you call. You're, but you're uh, making it up. Like, yes, you're role-playing right, by making it up. Right, I'm a script writer now. I mean, I'm giving yeah. you, this is the Hollywood version of it, George. Okay. And this is the sensational, I mean, you're juicy... saying that, I mean, there were reports that the, 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 that the latter was like saying play DeAndre Jordan more. So I don't know if he'd be opposed to that is my point. Well, I'm just playing it out. As a script writer, if you will. No, I get it. I get it. But this is not. But see, I don't want to play. You call it play that game. Yeah, but you call it because we don't know. No, but Cap, we don't know what these people's positions were. Like, let me explain it to you this way. All right, okay. Because I'll tell you this: when Russell Westbrook came here, yeah, there were a lot of people in that organization were like, "Whoa, big three, big three, puffing their chest out." So if LeBron dictated it or whatever. They were all buying it early in the season like, hey, we got a big three now. All right. In an era where there's not a lot of big threes, we've got a big three. And they were there were people internally there in El Segundo beating their chest about that. So no that's doubt. my point. No so when you sit here and, and make it seem like they were pushing back saying it's a horrible idea, we don't know that. And I would venture to say that they probably may have internalized that. But outwardly, they were not saying that. That's the point. That's precisely the point. 
they did what they were told by the player. Now, you're right. I don't know that all that what I'm selling right now is fact. I'm just telling you that that's the way I see it. And, and listen, by the way, just like you're saying about how a lot of people in the organization were puffing their chest saying we've now got a big three, don't forget about the way the fans reacted also, George. There were so many people calling this station going, this is so great. Russ is coming home. He's an L.A. guy. You know, he's just such a great player, and this is all going to turn into another championship. There were a lot of people that did believe that, don't you think? Yes, a lot of people. Of course. Yeah, yes. a lot of people. And, and now we're almost 60 games into the season. We're going into this All-Star break this weekend, and what do we all think about this now? Because we've seen the data. It's a disaster. Yep, it is. It is a complete disaster. But gosh, there's 20-some-odd games left. Come on, are we just going to just just finish the season? Are we just going to try and get to the finish line? Or I'm LeBron James, man. <laughs> By the way, I love that this. I don't know who this person is, but he tweets us for really funny stuff. Yeah. At L-A-O-C-C or at L-A-O-C cards. And he wrote, he, he sent me, I'm going to send this to you the chat <laughs> he sent me a picture of uh, a, a a gif a gif of you allegedly cap role-playing narrating again and it's betty white on the golden girls doing hand puppets to each other <laughs> well hey look i don't have a problem with that just so you know because what george is saying is kaplan you don't know what you're talking about you weren't there you don't know what Palinka thought. You don't know what Rambus thought. You don't know what LeBron said. You don't know if AD contributed. You don't know any of this stuff. That is true. I was not there. I acknowledge that. Yeah. But like Betty White sitting there with hand puppets, I got, I got Rob over here and I got LeBron over here, and I'm making up a script, George. This is the way I see it. Okay, fair enough. We got to run because we're way over the break. Radio Tinder's up next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so Kanye West, uh, or Ye, as we, we call him these days, he's announced that his forthcoming album, Donda 2, is going to be available exclusively on the $200 Kanye-owned Stem Player streaming device. He posted this on Instagram. Quote, today artists get just 12% of the money the industry makes. It's time to free music from this oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own. Go to stemplayer.com now to order. So I know that none of you guys are going to go out and buy this thing to listen to Kanye's new album. But let's just say your favorite artist whose music you had to hear did the same thing. Would you dish out the $200 and support them on their new platform? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? 
I'm going to swipe left and say no. And it's not because I don't want to support them. It's just I'm being realistic about it. Like now I got to buy a new piece of hardware and the only thing on there is my this this album. I had to pay $200 for now, for, for now though. Yeah, so right, for now eventually there would be more stuff on there in theory. All right, so for now my answer is no. For my no, I'm not going to do it. I, I'm also swiping left on that one. I, I, I would need I, for me to make that kind of investment. Like I, I would need more than just one album. Or, and I know in theory there should be more, but I'll wait for there to be more. I think it's a great, like you said, it's a great idea in theory. And I appreciate what he's trying to do, especially when you realize like how many billions of dollars these companies like Spotify and Apple music, whatever are making. And the, the artists like like gone are the days of like the radio and ro royalties and stuff like that. So it's like, how do these guys make money anymore? Well, yeah. I mean, listen, think about it like this. If Kanye West is making 12 percent off of his music and he's making millions and millions and millions of dollars. I mean, I don't know that I have to feel sorry for him that he's he's made so much money that I have to support him and pay him two hundred dollars for his album rather than twenty dollars or whatever. But if you think about it, like in a in an and more of if you'd kind of dumb it down a little bit. If you're a massage therapist and you work in a massage place and you, you charge $120 for a massage and you're the therapist, you only get 60 bucks. But if you're not working there and you go to somebody's house, you charge 120, you get all 120. That's what Kanye wants. He wants every penny, not just a percentage of it. So from that perspective, I can kind of buy it, but I don't want the device. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, good for him. I hope more people do things like that just because I feel like it's a, it's just crazy the way that they do it these days. But, you know, it's a story for another day. All right, so next story. The Undertaker is the first member announced for WWE's Hall of Fame class of 2022. He'll be honored during an induction ceremony in April as part of WrestleMania 38 weekend. The Dead Man made his debut at the 1990 Survivor Series and officially stepped away at Survivor Series in 2020. My question. A Sports Illustrated story referred to him in their lead as quote, the most iconic character in WWE history. Do you guys agree? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Is he one of the, he, they call him the what? The most what? Iconic. Pay attention. Pay attention here. No, I know, but I want to use, I want to make iconic. sure I get the right word. And don't be clapping, yeah, they, young they, lady. They, they refer the to him as... Respect your elders, damn it. Um, <laughs> well, nobody respects me and I'm the oldest guy here. I mean, that's fine, but we've already established we don't need to do that. Um, but the <laughs> I mean, my God, talk about disrespectful youth in America. Come Iconic on. Iconic is the is the word that is kind of that's the word I wanted to hear again, because I, I I don't believe. But is he look, the most iconic? Right, right. The most iconic. Right. The, he's not. He's not that. The most iconic wrestlers are Hulk Hogan or Steve Austin or The Rock or Ric Flair. Right. Like go. those to me are the most iconic wrestlers. Um, if you want to go back even further, right? Like you go back to like I don't know, Gorgeous George or Bruno San Martino or something yeah. like that. All right, um, the history I, I, lesson of wrestling. Very good, George. I I think that I I think the Undertaker has great branding, right? Like, but that doesn't mean that you're the most iconic. And you know, of course, he had that streak or whatever, and that was great branding. That's great storytelling. That's great writing. But it doesn't make him the most iconic. Like I don't feel like like Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Steve Austin, even Ric Flair. Those guys transcend wrestling like you would see them on pop culture type stuff that's never been the case i feel like with the undertaker right on right on i'm with you on this one i'm swiping left 
The Undertaker had a great career. I mean, he had a really great career. Lasted a super long time. Guy kept himself in unbelievable shape. Great character. The eyes, you know, rolling back in his head. The costume, the music. He was a great character. A WWE Hall of Famer, to be sure. But the most iconic character in the history of the WWE? I don't even think he's in the top 10 most iconic characters in the history of the WWE. I think he's in the top 10, but I would say... Yeah, now, see, always, you always go a little extra, bro. Like, he's probably in that <laughs> top 10, if I had to guess, too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's hands down Hulk Hogan. You ask, like, a thousand people, I feel like 999 would probably say Hulk Hogan. Don't you That's guys right, think? brother. Yeah. Although, I don't love Hulk Hogan, like, uh, you know, for a, a no, lot of other his, things as, a, as I right, become an adult. Character. But oh, the child cares? version yeah. of me... Who cares? No, no. What do you mean? Who cares? He sued a website, like, and he he hired a. He basically had a billionaire fund his lawsuit against a website because of, uh, you know, because they he did some crazy bleep and some sex tape, and he was upset that it was out there. I, I mean, that stuff to me is always, as someone who works in this business, a little tricky. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I have like to me, he's still just Hulk Hogan. He he's still a guy, you know, taking his vitamins, saying his prayers, ripping off yeah, his shirt. Yeah, look, Hulk Hogan. Here, here, here's how I would describe it. Hulk Hogan, iconic, most iconic. Agreed. Terry Bollea, the guy. Mm. There you go. There's a difference. There's the character, and then there's the real guy. Yeah. There you go. Are you happy? I am very happy, as a matter of fact. Okay, good. Were you guys fans of Paul Bearer? I loved Paul Bearer. Oh, the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. Was Shaking his urn. His urn in his, in his hands. <laughs> yeah. Special powers in that urn. But I'm yeah. telling you, to me, right, I'm not even sure here. Hulk's the answer. I, I might go with Ric Flair as the most iconic no, character in the history Hulk. of the WWE. It's, no, Hulk Hogan was bigger I think than it's Ric Hulk, Flair. for sure. Hulk Hogan was making yeah. movies, dude. Like, come on. Ric Flair was not doing that, you know? Woo! All right, last one. Um, so people are lining yeah. up to buy everything off the shelves at a new adults-only bakery in downtown New York. Uh, the place is called Kinky's Dessert Bar, and they <laughs> offer waffles, cookies, and cupcakes that depict both male and female private parts. I guess that's the best way to say it. Uh, the shop also sells treats with suggestive sayings, uh, most of which I cannot say on the radio. Because yeah. of its risque decor and offerings, the shop is restricted to age 18 and over. If this place existed in L.A., would you ever go to it? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I just want to make one. I want to make sure I'm clear on one thing. The donuts and the, the bakery offerings are all just like, you know, they're they're like phallic in some way or they're like subject, sub, yes. su uh, suggestive. Yes. Are the people that are working there like are they topless or bottomless or anything? No. no, no why no, does no. that it's have just, to be part of the equation? Well, because the way Lindsay said again, it up extra, was, always well, extra. She set it up was that it was like a uh, like an adult only. I don't know. It sounded like a nudie place, like a nudie donut <laughs> shop. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There it is. We haven't heard that in a long time, actually. So the answer have, is if, the answer if you is go no. to their website, yeah, if you go to their wait, website, you don't like as like I've actually so I wouldn't. Um, so but I have seen there was God, who was the football player whose wife bought him something like that, a birthday cake? It was all over the internet like a couple of years ago. I don't remember who it was, but I have seen plenty of that stuff. It's funny. Um, I, I don't know if it would be something, I mean, maybe as a funny bit, like it'd be worth doing like, but uh, yeah, like I, I don't know. It's something I'd be shopping at regularly. No. What's the name of the place? But as a joke, it's funny. Yeah. 
Um, I sent you the link. It's called Kinky's Dessert Bar. And Kinky's like I said, I, I can't bar. say like any of the things. And if you look at the shapes of everything, yeah. it's not just the names of them. They're shaped in certain ways, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah they put uh, they put like uh, magazines, pornographic material out on the tables for you, you to consume while you can, you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe oh. I would stop by. Oh, now that Even if they the weren't magazine. topless like you wanted them to be or whatever? Well, I mean, maybe I should just yeah. stop in for the novelty of it all. You know, like sometimes if I'm walking down the street minding my own business and I see like an adult store with toys and things like that. Hit the, hit the sound, Will. Hit the sound. I'll walk in. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Will. I just they pictured also, this would be a, like. They have a vegan chocolate chip cookie, too. It says sounds like a nice thing to have. Yeah. So why not go in? Bachelorette party, bachelor party. Oh, a bachelor bachelorette party. Right. That would yeah. be a fun yeah. time. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah, came exactly. to my mind. Yeah, that's yeah. what you buy for things. Or a like joke. That. That'd be perfect fun, for that. Fun joke. Or a joke, yes. Cap, I would get you something like that. I think, never mind. Hit the sound. Yeah, knife for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Laura self-censored uh, herself there. No, so Laura Laura now like calls for her own sound effects. She doesn't play them anymore. She calls for them. Yeah. Play it, Will. Yeah, Will. Do what Laura says. There you go. All right, we're done. That is Radio Tinder each and every day at 5.30. <laughs> Going to Kinkies. What do you want? Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, all right. Coming up next. I'm, st- I'm still laughing. At that. <laughs> Laura's calling for her own sound bites. Uh, all right. Here's the deal. I want to continue this Lakers conversation that we were having. Uh, because we never got to, can you still build a championship team with this nucleus of LeBron and AD? Like this offseason, do you believe that that's actually possible? So we'll get into that. We never finished. We never got to that part of the conversation. We'll do that next. I'm actually one of the uh, few people that believe this song is better than any of the Beatles songs. Really? I love this song. I do. I mean, it just it's it feels a little more um, modern. Is the way I would describe it. The Beatles make the sound just feels old to me. This sounded more modern to me, and when I think that grabbed the, me. Yeah, when you hear the Beatles now, they sound black and white. Yes, they. This sound, song does not, though. Right, they sound very vinyl-y, black and white. You know, yeah. like black and white television. That's right. the way it sounds. Yes, not this you know, song though. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the Yoko Ono of this station? Is it like Bergman? Everyone always blames Yoko Ono for the breaking up of the Beatles. Is Bergman like the person they always blame for everything around here? Well, they definitely blamed him for what took place earlier today before we No, but it just in, in general, for sure, I feel like Generally speaking, case. just like He's who the you blame Yoko for ono everything of this, of this station. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens when everything. you're the assistant program director. You know? Right, you, you're not like the program director. Nope. So nope. you you yeah. But the assistant program director, and you have to be on the air too, so that's even worse in that right. regard because yep. then you're really taking the, the the grief because you're already on the air and right. somebody needs to take the grief. Right. Like sometimes a general manager will be a shield to an owner. You know, yes. and in this case, in this case, Bergman is an assistant program director, which makes him a shield to top management. Yes. He's a he's a go between. And therefore, he stands in front and takes the arrows. He's the middle manager. Middle management is what he is. Yeah. Middle management. Yeah. By the way, I heard Sliwa doing a commercial for some, like, bodybuilding thing. You think right. Sliwa's swole? 
Dude, he's, he's working on his bodybuilding.com deal right now. Yeah. You know, he got an NIL deal with bodybuilding.com. I haven't seen him in a while, so I don't ah. know if he's swole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's swole. Is, sw- is Sliwa swole? Laura, you've seen him. I feel, ah. like <laughs> I feel like he's pretty fit. He's pretty. In- nah, he you is. Know? He is pretty fit. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't call him swole, but, you know, he's okay. uh, he's better than Kaplan. I mean, what listen, I'm not in great shape. What does that mean? Laura? He's in better shape than you, bro. Did you? Did you see, now, how do you know? Because I saw you like a week ago. Oh, you listen, weren't just did there. You, yeah. Did you see me bench pressing at the at the NFL? Oh, the fake weights? No, not fake. Yeah, weights. the one. Yeah, the I know they're fake. Those, those were not fake weights. Those were real weights that just didn't weigh as much as they looked like they weighed. Sir, no fake weights. Fake I went weights. to the NFL experience myself, and I did like. You know, a lot because I'm How like, much? oh, did you do 25 reps like I did? No, I did like 55. Really? Yeah. Did, did, did Twitter criticize all of your form? No, because I didn't post it. Oh, because people were criticizing my form. They're like, look at this guy. Well, first of doesn't all, doesn't go all the way down to his chest, doesn't go all the way up. Look at this guy. That, not one of those repetitions counted. Did ah. <laughs> You think Slee was in better shape than Cap? I mean, Cap just ran a 10K, didn't he? Not only did I run a 10K, I followed it up with a five-miler yesterday, and I'm going to follow it up you. again this weekend. I'll be, I'll be running 20 I'm to 25 miles a week I, in about I can't two weeks. Run. I, don't, I, I don't love to run. First of all, I don't think my knees can, and ankles can take the pounding on the pavement anymore. But it's why I like going hiking, because yes. I can just go up these steep hills mm-hmm. and get my heart rate up that way without having to like pound the pavement, per se. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. When it comes to weight loss, okay, the, the, for me, the only thing I can do when it comes to exercise that's really going to start taking the pounds off, that's running. You know, I, I Peloton every single day. Alex Toussaint can yell at me. Olivia yeah. Amato can scream at me. Kendall Toole can get me dancing on my bike. But running. And by the way, this is not really running. It's like it's a little bit faster than a walk and a lot slower than a jog. It's kind of right there. It's, it's, not, it's not real impressive. But... That's how you, better shape. That's how you lose weight. Well, you say that, Laura, but you know, again, my my resume as a world class athlete. Let's remember this now. World class. Uh huh. It speaks for itself. No, no, don't, don't, don't help him out, Will. Yeah, well, we don't do that. We don't do that on this show. No, we don't Will. Yeah, Will. <laughs> He's learning. Will, it's always, He's learning. It's always three to one. Even if I'm a hundred percent right, we're gonna make it's it four to one. Three to one. Right. We're gonna make it four to one today. That's all right. Listen, these are wide shoulders. <laughs> Carrying a lot of weight. Who can do more bench press right now? You or Slee? Definitely Slee. Yes, Slee. Dude, you guys know what's you know what Slee does on the days where he has like a show and then he's got to do like Lakers in between. He goes to the gym and works out the whole time. Uh Well, that's why he's endorsing bodybuilding.com. You know, what do you guys think? What do you guys think I could bench right now, Laura? I mean, you know, make a. I mean, like give me some. Give me something. Seventy-five pounds. Seventy-five. Okay, not bad. How many reps could you do of like one thirty-five, which is just two forty-fives right now? Well, you just saw me do it at the NFL Experience. No, last we week. did Real not. Ones. Twenty-five reps. When, when I said uh, twenty-five, you said, "Oh, come on, that's." Not, and I said, "Oh, is that a lot?" Well, you and you know said, what? Uh, "Maybe I could do 10. Well, because I because I heard George <laughs> in my head. I heard George saying, "Stop." saying you can do more than you can do. In right, fact, don't embellish. Right, yeah. so here's what you do. You under-promise, you over-deliver. So yeah. I figured mm. if you said 25 and I got you down to 10 and then I went and did 25, I looked really good. Because I said mm. I could do 50 push-ups and I could only get to 43. But her yeah. original number was 25, so I don't think that works. 
well, I, I rocked out 25, no problem. Yeah, but they were fake. That is... What's funny is like he didn't fake. know that they were fake going into it too. He, <laughs> no, he, he waited. It wasn't until after he right. lifted the bar, right. the quote unquote bar <laughs> yeah. off of the thing. Right. I had no idea. I was looking at this lady. There was this old lady who was the spotter, and I was like, "Wait a second! This lady's gonna lift this up off the off the thing for me. She's gonna spot me." I was like, "Lindsay, stand by. I may need your help." So, I don't know. What do you think, George? How much could you? How many times could you bench one thirty five? Two forty-five pound plates. I give Sedano thirty-five. No, no, way too many. You're <laughs> not crazy. even close. No, absolutely not. No way. Me, I mean, like, if I if I really like, I probably do like fifteen to twenty, pretty easy. Like, I wouldn't say easily, but I I definitely can do like twelve to fifteen fairly easily, and then after that, it will get tiring. Yeah. Yeah, I would say you know, I, I could myself, probably squeeze out twenty. Yeah, I figure that's probably my number too. Twenty. Yeah, I could probably squeeze it out that way. That's my number. Twenty. Twenty is my number. But I'm going to get back into the gym because, Laura, you had this story the other day about 24-hour fitness being 24 hours again. March 7th, yes. I'm on the verge of, of rejoining a gym, I think. I think, I mean, I like the gym. I enjoy it. I think it just puts me in a headspace. as just like, ooh, workout mode, right? I don't know, weird. Either that or hiking for me. So if it's going to work for you, Cap, then do it. Yep, I'm contemplating. I'm thinking about it. Haven't decided exactly I mean, yet. you do a lot of that, but you don't act. Well, I just haven't decided if I really want to go back to the gym yet. That's all. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, do I really want to go to a big gym, lots of people, you know, p- guy puts down 100-pound dumbbells, I come pick up the 100-pound t- dumbbells, you know. And I mean, can't do pick I, them up. Well, I mean, do I really want to do that is really the question. No, His I dirty, disgusting hands, my my hands, who knows? Well, I mean, that you know, there's like... Wipe it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, I was going to say, there's like Even rules. before COVID, there was that stuff. You know you wipe yeah. it down, bro. There are rules in the gym that you're supposed to wipe down your everything you use. But, you know. Yeah, way before the pandemic, that was. If like you don't, easy. don't be that person. I hate those people that get out of the machines and then they yeah. don't do anything. Like, yeah, wipe, wipe it, down. it down real quick. Nasty. Takes two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking about it. I'm right. thinking about going back to the gym. All right, well, do that. Uh, in the meantime, we didn't get to the uh, can the Lakers actually build a team around AD and LeBron um, moving forward here as this season has been a mess. Uh, we'll, we'll actually, I swear, this time we will actually talk about that next. But first, uh, right now, caller 7, 877-710-ESPN. You can win a Rams Super Bowl hat, courtesy of us.